to the Money Mentors Podcast. Welcome to Money Mentors. I'm Laurel Stewart here with my husband, Taylor, and Jennifer Perry. And we're hoping you're staying warm out there and enjoying the snow. I know that's something that we do this time of year as a family. Go up north a lot on the weekends, go skiing. Our three-year-old is starting lessons. So we're having a lot of fun enjoying the cold. Really, though, Laurel? Really? I know. (laughs) It's because there's hot cocoa and what we call Ivan's pickles, all these great things, you know, because we're foodies that we get after skiing. So uh-huh. it makes it all better. Okay. Sometimes I wonder if that's the only reason that Capri really likes to go. So. Is we get a couple runs in and <laughs> I'm ready for hot chocolate and a hot dog. I know. We're like, okay. <laughs> I'm with Capri on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bring on the hot cocoa and the uh, food benefits here because uh, it's uh, very cold. But uh, we hope you're it staying is. warm and uh, toasty inside wherever you're listening to us. This is Money Mentors. And if you have a question for your Money Mentors today, you can reach out online anytime. Matsonfinancial.com. We hope our listeners learn learn something every single week here on the show. One of the things we've been talking about lately, though, is all the different economic challenges that are coming up now here in 2022. And we certainly have a lot coming at us right now, for sure. But if you think this labor shortage right now is bad, it could get worse. That's according to the former head of McDonald's. Former CEO Ed Renzi tells Fox Business he sees what he calls a potential catastrophe ahead for this labor market. One of the things I think we're overlooking a little bit is that the base Baby boomers were born from 1946 to 64. Uh, The oldest is 76 and the youngest is 58. But the first child of the baby boomers is starting to reach 56 years of age. So the retirement numbers are going to start to accelerate and there's going to be a lot of upward mobility because they're leaving the workforce, which is going to leave a shortage at the bottom end. And boy, we're feeling it big time in restaurants, barbershops, daycare centers. It's a nightmare. And you're seeing this at the office with more people coming in saying, you know, Taylor, Laurel, help me retire here. So how do you see this retirement wave we're experiencing affecting our overall economy as we move forward, though? You know, it's kind of crazy to think about that all these baby boomers are getting to that age. They're getting ready to retire. Mm -hmm. And then you throw a global pandemic into the whole mix of things as well. And that changes everybody's thoughts even more. So maybe we're going to retire even a couple years earlier than what we originally planned because of things in the workplace or just what we value in life is changing. So we understand that, hey, you know, I don't have to go to work every day. I can retire and let's go ahead and do so. So we're starting to see a lot more people coming in, retiring two, three, even five years mm-hmm. earlier than they originally planned. With that comes a bunch of different things that we need to take a look at. Healthcare. If we're not Medicare age, what's healthcare going to look look like. Sure, we may be able to get Cobra for a short period of time, but what's that cost going to look like? What's a marketplace plan going to look like? So health insurance being one of the number ones, but then also what's this going to do to the markets over the next five, 10 years as these people retire and there's that money coming out of the stock market, not going in as much as what it was before. I think the American economy is extremely resilient and I'm an optimist. So, you know, I I think that things will change, tides will change, but we will adapt like we always Mm do. But it's going to throw a lot of new challenges and a lot more things into that overall plan that we need to take into consideration that maybe we didn't really think about before. And I think, too, what makes us so different is, yes, we're retirement focused, you know, so if you're getting ready to retire or perhaps you're already retired, that's what we specialize in. But we take that a step further because once we know that your plan is set up, 
that could impact if you have the goal to share that wealth and you want that to pass through generations. Now that's impacting your kids, maybe even your grandkids. And so it's really important to us to have that conversation with our clients when we sit down as to what's your end goal? Do you want to spend all of your money? Your kids are well-to-do. They understand that. That's some people's goals. Mm -hmm. Others say, I want us to enjoy what we're doing, but I do want to make sure there's something left for kids or grandkids. And that helps us with that plan and then getting your kids and grandkids involved with your plan so that if and when, I should say when, the time comes and you do pass, it's not a huge surprise to them right? and doesn't throw a wrench in their plan. Obviously, that surprise is a nice gift if you're giving money you mm-hmm. know, upon your passing, but you want to make sure that they're ready for it, that the planning's been done and it doesn't hurt their situation. Dad's talked about it in the past and he'll say, what if a kid's in college and they're getting some type of funding and some help from the government, right? Right. They get this large gift now or payout being a beneficiary. Now it throws a huge wrench in their plan and they don't qualify for that anymore. Yeah. Or what about if somebody's going through a divorce or bankruptcy? We can't see what that crystal ball is ahead. So we need to start having those conversations about money and giving your kids and grandkids knowledge of how to start investing and saving for their future too. I think that's a big one that's missed is, yeah, we want to leave assets behind for the kids and grandkids, Mm -hmm. but we don't prep the kids and grandkids for receiving those assets, how to be a good steward of those dollars, how to structure those dollars to where, hey, we left this money to the kids, but maybe we just lost a third of it to taxes because one of the kids is a higher earner or some other situation. And so making sure that we structure those things properly, the last thing we want to do is gift this money and then lose a large chunk of it for taxes that we could have otherwise planned differently and taken care of and maybe avoided that additional tax burden to those kids and grandkids. Yeah. This is the interesting part, though, about what you do at Matson Financial Services. Sometimes you're having conversations with the kids and the grandkids as well. A lot of times you're working with multiple generations of the same family, aren't you? We are. And that's what's so exciting is I can think of a family, you know, that's been with my dad since the beginning and we're Taylor and I are working with the grandkids. Wow. <laughs> and to see that come to fruition and helping them plan for their retirement, it's just really exciting. Yeah. And those grandkids even starting to plan for their, their kids. kids, you know, <laughs> so great, great grandkids. It's really awesome to see when we see that kind of planning. It's really exciting for us. And it's awesome for us to be able to provide that education to these people and make sure that that money is going to be there and you create that generational wealth. Real life lessons about your retirement. You're listening to the Money Mentors Podcast. Now for baby boomers today, I know being concerned about maybe your healthcare costs going up, that's not new, but here's some pretty decent news out of the last year. Despite food, services, and basically everything being higher, price increases for those medical services have been relatively modest, at least so far, only up about 2.5% in the past year, well below the uh, typical inflation rate we've seen. So since there's no way, though, to truly predict the future healthcare needs of the families you work with there, how do you you help them prepare for all these healthcare what ifs? So we work with a lot of different specialists in this area as well. I mean, I don't claim to be a healthcare expert by any means. I understand the system. I understand how it works, but we want to make sure that we've got those preferred providers available to us and to our clients to make sure that they're getting the best information possible. And we don't know what it's going to look like next year, two years, five years from now, of course, but we can build in some redundancy into the plan to make sure that we're increasing income needs for increasing healthcare, right? And that comes with 
cost of living adjustments and such as part of that income reporting process. And we can play with those figures as time goes on, but we'd rather err on the side of caution and expect that it's going to cost us more than we may think now Mm -hmm. to make sure that it doesn't come to us as a surprise or a detriment to our overall plan. Hey, we were planning on spending $750 a month in healthcare. Now it's $1,500. That's a huge change. Right. And not only that changing cost, but if we've got qualified dollars and we're pulling money out, you've now maybe doubled the amount of money that you have to pull out to pay for that healthcare, which means increased taxes. And that brings in a whole new realm of other issues that we need to tackle. So it really starts with coming up with that income plan, making sure that we're budgeting properly, maybe over budgeting in most mm-hmm. cases for healthcare to make sure that it's going to be a successful plan at the end of the day. And that's the thing is, This type of planning isn't new to us. My dad's been doing this for over 30 years. I've been here for almost eight, same with Taylor. And so there's a lot of careful planning that goes into this. And we look at it when you retire, we talk about the three stages of retirement. We've got the go-go years. So right after you retire, that's when you're likely the healthiest, right? You want to go out, fulfill those dreams, goals, and desires that you set forth that we talked about in that first meeting. Then you go through the slow go years. That's where maybe you're taking a step back from travel and things, not as many healthcare costs. But then we're going to get into the no go years, that third stage. We might see that increase, like Taylor was talking about, due to healthcare. Hmm. And we want to over plan to make sure that there's money there designated for it through the income planning phase. When we give you that report, we're going to go through those line items and you're going to see how we're increasing that income goal every year to keep up with inflation, to keep up with rising health costs, because there should never be a conversation once you enter retirement that says you overspent, we didn't have a conversation, and now you're left without money. Want weekly lessons from your money mentors? Yes. Hit the subscribe button now and listen every weekend on Wood Radio. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Fee-based financial planning and investment services are offered by Matson Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services offered through Lakeview Financial Group, LLC, Matson Financial Services, LLC, and Lakeview Financial Group are affiliated. To find out if Matson Financial Services is licensed in your state, please call 800-536-8907.